Welcome to the Discipleship Podcast with Pastor Pablo Martinez. We truly believe disciples aren't born, they are made. If your desire is to grow, renew your mind, and go to the next level in the way you live for God, this podcast is for you. Pastor Pablo will be sharing the real heart of a disciple through tough but transformational truths that are sure to confront us. These truths will lead us into establishing the kingdom of God in our lives. Now is the time. Grab your pen, a notebook, and your Bible. It's time to get formed. Hello, uh, Oscar. Thank you so much for sharing that word with us, man. It was uh, powerful, powerful. Um, and uh, how God just opens up, you know, the door, um, how we open up the door for God's uh, abundant blessings. But um, I want to also thank you guys for taking the time. I know it's Friday night and uh, actually you got nowhere else to go. Just no. no, Friday night, it's a time where we could all really just sit down and receive and ask God to form our lives. Uh, why don't we pray and ask the Lord to shape us and to really show us what his love really is about and how we can actually be agents of love in this world. Close your eyes and let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for your love, for your grace. Thank you for everything you've done so far. I ask you, God, that you continue to move and minister. Uh, and God, that you form us into people that are more like you. That the world can see us and see you. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Little girl once asked mom, Mom, if God is so big and he lives inside of us, shouldn't he be showing through? If God is so big and he dwells inside of us and he lives inside of us, shouldn't he be showing through? Uh, I think that was a little girl trying to probably tell the mom why she was so angry at, him, at her. But um, I don't know if you have been following along this, this week's, this last Formation Fridays, but we've been trying to cover uh, different Greek words. And I don't want to sound so boring because every time uh, people start getting into the Greek and all that, they just start just teaching some things that just, Honestly, sometimes just go way over my head. But I wanted to do a series uh, of Greek words that we need to know as believers. Special Greek words that every single Christian, every single disciple of Jesus has to know. If you haven't caught on yet, the first one was logos versus rema. Right? Logos is what we read. Logos is that word, the inspired word of God. And rema is that one word in season for you. That word that God gives you to overcome difficult times. That word that God gives you to conquer. Right? It's a word in season for you. The next one that we saw, which was last week, was the difference between chronos and kairos, right? Chronos is the time that we can measure. It's the, the, the hours, the minutes, the, the months, right? But the kairos is the perfect timing of God. Kairos is when God wants to do something and he does it, right? It's that thing that I, I shared last week that surprises me so much about him, Right? How he does things and the order that he does them. For example, Kairos, what, what Oscar just talked about. Right? The perfect timing of God and how, how God moved exactly at that moment. Though that kid got his flowers taken and he moved. Oscar was moved by the compassion, right? And by, by, by giving. Actually, Karen was first, right? And then Oscar. And then God began to move in such perfect timing. They're like, man, no way. The fact that Oscar was there at that exact same time to bless that kid and to sow that seed of love into his life. The kairos, the moments of God. The moment you met your, your wife, the moment you're going to meet your husband. That's a kairos. Those are moments, time appointed for God, by God. But today I want to cover other Greek words and uh, I hope it becomes more and more exciting as we go throughout the weeks. But today I want to talk about love. 
Now, if you know me, I am not a romantic. I am not, I, I try to be romantic. I, I ju it just comes out too cheesy and it doesn't always work. But today I want to cover that one word that we all are familiar with. But to be honest, I don't think we know it. I mean, we as, 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 as English speaking folk, we can use the word love to talk about, I don't know, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce and the same sentence say that you love your wife. So I love Chick-fil-A sauce and I love my wife. How is that even comparable, right? It's like, I love Jesus and I love carne asada tacos. It doesn't make sense that you could say, I love my children and I love canes. You know, you can use the same word for one thing and then you can use this word and it doesn't really make sense. Sometimes we can say, you know, I remember when I was in high school, a lot of people were manipulated or a lot of my friends were very manipulative towards girls and would say, if you love me, then you would do this, this, this. And these girls would be so confused. Guys would also get manipulated. If you love me, you would say this, this, this. If you love me, you would get me this, this, this. And they would manipulate each other. Now, I know you've never manipulated anybody with the word love, but if you don't understand love, you can get really hurt. If you don't understand the kind of love and really what love or what expression of love is to be used at that specific time, you can really be disappointed as well. According to the scriptures, you know, uh, there's different expressions of love in the, in the Greek text that we don't understand it in the English language because it just shows us one word, love. But I want to break them down. Three of those are there. And one of them is expressed. It's not said. It only says it in the contrary. I want to give you four expressions of the word love in the Greek shown in the scripture that we now should understand the difference so that we can be better equipped to represent Christ in this world. You guys ready? I think we're going to need prayer for this one. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much. Would you please speak to us? Open up our minds and open up our hearts. We really need you. In your name we pray. Amen. Four types of love or four expressions of love. I like to better said the expressions of love. All right. Um, the first expression of love or the first word that we're going to look at is the word storge. And S-T-O-R-G-E, storge. Right. That is a word that is used for familial love, for the love that you feel for your family. Right. The love that you feel for your family is different. Right. Than the love, um, you know, that you feel for Chick-fil-A sauce, right? Or the love that you feel for whatever else, right? It is a different type. But the love, the family love, the storge love, is a type of love that can withstand many trials. It's a type of love that is protective, a type of love that is loyal. I remember one time I was so angry at my brother. I don't even know what had happened. I think we had just fought over food or something. I don't know, something silly. We're visiting my grandma in a place called Tasco, Mexico. And, uh, and you know, we kind of weren't talking for those few minutes. That's something that brothers do. And he comes out and says, hey, hurry up. I heard something on his voice like, hey, like, like he kind of needed me. And I'll never forget this time. There were some kids trying to jump my brother. And, uh, you know, they were about our same age. And I grabbed a, a piece of hose, like a green, thick, like, like stiff piece of hose. And I went out there swinging, just trying to help my brother out. Now, I was mad at my brother. We weren't talking. But hey, this is my family. You guys understand what I'm saying? Hey, you could do whatever you want. He can insult me, but he's my family. And that's the, the kind of storge love, that, that, that faithful, that, but we're family, right? We may say something, but we're family. Now we need to understand this because if this kind of love is expected in the wrong moments from the wrong people, you can get really hurt and disappointed. 
Because sometimes people say, hey, we're family, but are you really applying the storge love? Or are you applying another kind of expression of love? And this is super important for mature believers to understand. Because if we are truly loving someone in its full expression, then storge would be included. But I can genuinely say to you, you could love someone and not necessarily love them with storge love. And that is not sinful. I know that sounds strange. But you don't treat everybody like family, nor should you. Oh, that sounded really bad right now. But let me just express it like this. My home has become a refuge to me. As you have your own children, you're going to understand it even more. I used to, when I was single, bring all kinds of people to my house. Anybody could just stay on the couch. As a matter of fact, we would have missionaries or missionary kids or, you know, sons and daughters of whoever. They just stay at my house. But then I realized that my, my children are young and my children are so little and they're so innocent. My children can be easily influenced. And although I love people, I really do love people. I shouldn't open the doors to my house, at least not when I'm not aware and I'm not present. Because although I can love people, there's only some people that I can trust, fully trust. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not like looking into people's lives and going, what the heck? But the longer I live, the more I realize it takes five minutes to really mess somebody's life up. Why do I tell you this? Because as you become a father, you become a parent, you begin to have this storygate love. You begin to protect different. You begin to see things different and you realize, yes, although I love that person, I love them, but I also have to understand the distance that there's between that person and I. Because I love the person, I will help you. But because I love that person and I love this person differently, my expression of love will be different from different people. Now, some people will grow closer to your heart and they'll, they'll invest into you. They'll take the time. They'll get closer and closer. And those people will become a little bit more storge or you'll be expressing more storge love. I can say to you now, there are some people in my life that though they were not family, now they are family. Some even closer than my own family. And it's a crazy thing. I don't understand it. It's this love. And this next kind of expression is called phileo. It's friendship love. Phileo love is that kind of friend that you have amongst your peers, among your friends, those people you grew up with. Look, my brother and I don't talk always, right? But we have that storge love. We're, we're brothers. And I feel kind of good. We're brothers. It's just weird. Like no matter what happens, we're always going to be blood related. We're always brothers. But there's some people that have so much phileo love with. I just care. I, I communicate with them. I, I talk with them. There's this, this, this affinity. Phileo, I don't know if you can already kind of see where that word is used. It's Philadelphia. Philadelphia, can anybody know or can everybody put there in the chat? What is Philadelphia known for? What is, it, what is their, 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 their little slogan? Do you guys know? Anybody here in this room? Brotherly what? City of, city of brotherly love. Br city of brotherly love. That's Nate, by the way. Props, props. Somebody got to marry that man. Anyway, so uh, the city of, of, of Phileo, right? The brotherly love. It is a, a city where there's this, this, this brotherly love. Now, although you're not family, I treat you like family. That's Phileo. Now, like I said to you, Storge is just in the blood, man. It's just like it's this faithfulness because we, we share something that other people don't. The phileo love is this other kind of love that you bring people in close enough and they begin to feel like family, though they're perhaps not family. But you have phileo love. We're friends. We're more than friends. We have phileo love. But it is a friendship kind of love. Some people... Call this, between a guy and a girl, the friend zone. <laughs> you could think you got different kind of love. All you got is phileo, bro. 
That's called the friend zone, right? Where you think, man, we have love. That girl loves me. And then the girl goes and tells her best friend, I just don't see him like that. I see him like a little brother. Oh, right? Or oh, I just don't feel the same way. I just, I, I mean, I love him. I don't want him to die. I want him to prosper. I want God to bless him. But I just don't feel that. It's a phileo love. And that's not sinful. That's not bad. That you don't feel the other kind of love, the third kind of love. And that is called eros. You know where I'm going with that one. Eros, erotic, eros, is that, that the romantic love, that attraction, the, mm, the eros love. Now, if you are expecting, listen, if you are expecting eros and you get phileo, you're going to get mad. Now, if you are expecting phileo and all that person has for you is eros, you're going to get really mad. Am I making sense? You're going to feel like a piece of meat. I tell Elni, I'm not just a fine piece of meat. I'm a human being too. I'm just kidding. No, no. But you have to understand that Storge, Phileo, and Eros, they have a moment to exist. And they have a place. They have a time. They have a person. They have like, you, you have to be able to, to know with who and how. Some guys cannot have girlfriends because all they want to do is have Eros love. And that's what love is to them. They don't understand that sometimes you're just going to be cool with somebody. And you're going to have that friendship love, that phileo love. Please say amen. Right? Some friendships just cannot form. As a matter of fact, I would tell you, my eros love with my wife would have never gotten to the eros if I wouldn't have gone through the phileo first. Somebody just understood what I said. Sometimes you just need to chill. You need to be able to understand, hey, we're just phileoing right here. Yes, right? But instead, we don't understand love and we think love is just one word. Like I said, Chick-fil-A sauce and wife, the same, love, and it's not the same thing. You know it's different, but we say it the same. We're so limited by our language. You know, it's crazy they say that in linguistics that uh, a culture that is exposed to a specific thing will have more words for that one thing that you are exposed to. For example, we have one word for snow because we don't have much snow around here. But people that live in the snow have tons of words about snow. They'll have different ways of saying snow because they describe the different texture of it, the different how packed it is. You know, they, they just talk about snow constantly. So they come up with more language for it. But word, that one word love in our language, we are so uncreative, so unthought, just not thoughtful. We are just so passive and just assume that it's all in the same bucket. Can you understand why it is important for us to know who it applies to and when? I want to get to the last one. And of course, we'll go back and forth on the other ones. But the other one is agape. And that is God's love. That is the love that encompasses and it should permeate every other one of the loves. And it stands on its own as well. It is the love that is unconditional. It is the everlasting, sacrificial, incredible love of God. Better described in that one passage that we love to hear, especially at weddings. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not boast, it is not proud, love does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. Come on, when the Bible says that God is love, this is what it's referring to. That God is agape. God is this greatest expression of kindness, of, of, of goodness of humanity. Now can you really say you love 
When you understand the magnitude of agape, it's amazing to me because we can really misunderstand when God says that you have to love your neighbor. And some people think that loving your neighbor is just liking your neighbor. You know, it is possible to have no phileo and still have agape. It is possible to have no eros and still have agape. As a matter of fact, I would tell you, agape should be completely just, just overwhelming each one of the three that I just described to you. If your phileo has no agape, if your eros has no agape, it is going to destroy you. Man, if I have all, all I have is arrows towards my spouse and I have no agape in my arrows, can you see how horrible, how harmful, how demeaning that can be to my wife? How can I tell you how many times I sit across the table of marriages where this one person, all they want is to satisfy, them, satisfy themselves and they don't think of the other person. They think that, well, why don't you give me what I need? Why don't you give me what I want? And she's like, well, I don't, why don't you know what I want? I, you don't know what I need. I, I don't want to. And there's no agape in their arrows. How much can this one understanding fix romantic love? Perhaps in your friendships and you expect people to be friends. You expect that phileo to happen at church. Hey, well, I just don't have friends. Are you agaping? Or are you just wanting phileo? Or is your, is your, is your phileo just not unconditional? Maybe you get mad and you drop your phileo right quick. You get mad at somebody and so you say, well, I thought we were friends. Well, you obviously were, but you had no agape in it. Am I making sense with this? I don't want to mix up too much of the words so that we don't lose it. But also when the family happens, some people think that just because we're family, we treat each other like crap. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> we can treat each other like junk and still be exalting and expressing that love. No, if that Family love has no agape in it. It is so difficult to live with that family. Man, it is hard to love someone who just continues to attack and continues to draw away and instead of being selfless, is self-centered, right? It is important to understand that love expressions have to all come back to God. This is why God said that he is love. As a matter of fact, the word of God says, listen, Matthew 22, 34 through 40, I wish I had time to go over all of it. Actually, I'm not going to say that, otherwise I'm going to take forever. Just 1 John 4, 8, it expresses well. Whoever does not love, does not know God, because God is love. Whoever does not agape, does not know God. This is why some Christians are the worst advertisement for Christianity. Because they say they love God, but they have no agape. Right? This is why sometimes as leaders, we can pour and pour and pour and pour and pour and people are takers and takers and takers and all they care about is this. But they don't understand that at some point, agape must do its good work in you. And you have to not be self-seeking. Now you have to go out and pour onto others as well. What a powerful word it is to love and to be loved unconditionally. You said, Perhaps in your mind, how in the world, pastor, did you get to the whole leader thing, pouring onto somebody? And then, I mean, what does that have to do with love? Peter was confronted by Jesus. And he was asked, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said to Jesus, Jesus, you know that I love you. 
God asked him yet one more time, Peter, do you love me? And Peter answered back, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Yet one more time, God says, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord, I love you. Let me explain it now in the original language, using the original words. Peter, do you agape me? Yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. Peter, do you agape me? Yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. One last time, Jesus says, now comes down to his level and says, Peter, do you phileo me? Yes, Lord, I phileo you. What a powerful message that we never understood unless we understood some Greek. God is telling them, do you unconditionally, willingly, are you willing to die for me? Are you able to say, I am with you through thick and thin? And Peter says, yeah, I, I love you as a friend. I don't want to sound so weird, but I was reminded, immediately taken back about 13, 14 years ago. I was sitting in a car, uh, 15, uh, 16 years ago. <laughs> I was sitting in a car. And I was with my girlfriend at the time. Boo, go ahead. Boo. <laughs> right? And she's like, uh, <laughs> and she said, Pablo, I think um, I love you. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> and I, honestly, no, listen, listen, you guys are going to really not like it. But listen, I was there and I was like, do I lie? It sounds jacked up. But I said, I, well, I was quiet actually for a while. And she said, I love you, she said. And I said, I really like you. How many of you guys know that didn't cut it? Oh, man. I said, I really like you. Oh, man. I thought she was going to smack me. She was so mad. Needless to say, that relationship didn't go so well. And <laughs> somebody said amen. And I, okay, well, before you guys think of me as a jerk, here's what happened. She was talking about one kind of Greek word, and here I am talking about another kind of Greek word. I wasn't willing to die for this person. I wasn't unconditional. I wasn't keeping no record of wrongs. As a matter of fact, I was just trying to figure out if this was the right fit. I wasn't at the agape place with her. Now, don't get me wrong. As a Christian, as a believer, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I could have agape. But I'm trying to tell you something. Is that this is what Peter was doing with Jesus. It's exactly what he was doing. Jesus was giving his life for him. <laughs> Peter had denied Jesus. He had shown them already he had no agape. This is why God is saying, Peter, are you serious about this? Before we get mad at Peter, I want to just bring this whole sermon to one moment, and that is you and me. Do you agape God? Do you love me? The Lord would say. Oscar, do you agape me? He would say. Right? Do you love me? And I love that because you have another scene in another part of the Bible that says, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than your, the fish around or do you love me more than these people? Do you love me more than your trait? Do you love me more than your dreams? Do you love me more than your life? And of course, Peter was able to, he wasn't able to answer because he was honest, as hard as it was. I had to be honest with a girl at that place in that car and it costed me a relationship. 
And actually, I'm very glad that I was honest. Because then uh, about five years later came my, the one that would be my wife. And I'm able to tell her, I agape you, Eoni. And I eros you. And I phileo you. And I'm just kidding. Anyway, ow. Okay, so I can, I can have the full expression of love towards my wife. But uh, back then, I just had to be honest. And I think Peter was trying to do the same. It just, he didn't want that relationship to end, right? Peter had to be honest. He knew he had just failed God. He had just let Jesus down. And Peter couldn't say it. I love God. I love his mercy so much. Yeah. Because as he asks him twice, hey, make sure you know that you said you were going to be with me till death. You and I, we're going to do this. And then you walked away. You didn't agape me. Then Jesus says, it's okay though. I feel ill you. You feel ill me. We have a good starting point. Let's build it up. Let's work on this. I love that God didn't just make him feel like there's no love here. No, he said, okay, do you feel me? I feel you. You don't agape me, but you feel me. Let's work on that. I love my Jesus. Because sometimes I don't feel like I agape love. I agape God. Sometimes I don't feel like I, I live that way. You know what I mean? I feel like I need so much more and I feel like some people give up and say, forget it. I just, I just don't have it. Maybe it's not for me, you know. Maybe it's not, I'm not meant to love God like he loves God or like she loves God. Look at her. She cries when she worships. <laughs> I don't do that. I think God would say just as he did with Peter. Hey, Pete, do you feel me at least? Like, do we have something? Peter said, yes. You know what happened after this? This is, my, this is the best. I promise. This is, this is what changed my life, my world, to know that God was willing to take Peter, who wasn't there, and lifted him up and trusted him and believed in him again. And he became the keynote speaker for the first greatest campaign that God launched. The first salvations. It says that Peter spoke and thousands of people gave their life to Jesus after he failed God. It's because God took whatever he had and just increased it and made it better and worked on his love to the point where eventually Peter would die crucified upside down for his Jesus. And that day, his words perhaps didn't say, but his life screamed it. Jesus, yes, I love you with agape love. I'm here. I'll always be here. Sickness or health. Life or death, I love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to walk by your side. I just encourage you guys to think about this, that God would ask you today, do you agape me? And if you cannot fully say yes with everything I am, maybe you can, and I pray that you can. But if you cannot, that you can have hope that God is working in you. And that if you're not there yet, you'll get there. God will walk with you. He will use you. He'll take you through his incredible, beautiful grace into your journey. I think sometimes we're so caught up with the results, we forget about the process of loving in us. I told you, this agape allowed all these things to happen. Well, I believe also that God is trying to do something with you right now. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the law and the prophets, Jesus explained, hang on these two commandments. Just love God 
and love your neighbor. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to, just like Peter, come face to face with Jesus. Be honest with him. If you have not been unconditional with him, if you have perhaps turned your back on him, maybe even today, maybe this week, maybe you stop burning hot for him and you stop really loving him. I'm going to ask you right now to be honest with God and just ask him to give you a new love, to, re, to rekindle the fire inside of you. That you would have a full expression of love towards him. That you can feel his love, his grace, his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness. That God would give you self-control to manifest your love to him even more. Close your eyes, let's pray. Dear God, I ask you right now that as we learn to love you more in our lives, God, I pray right now that every woman and every man in this room and every person listening online will learn to love like you loved us. We love, learn to love you and we learn to love each other. God, that in CFF, every disciple here could have the wisdom to discern when only one expression of love exists and can infuse it with agape. God, that those that decide in this ministry, those that are listening right now, that they have not loved as you have loved, that you forgive us, that you help us, God, that you put your heart in us, that we can love people. God, that you give us the discernment also to know when seasons come, when one love with one person should be. I pray God for those girls and those guys that expressed Eros love in their craving for agape. Maybe there's a girl here, a guy listening that expressed and yearned for Eros because of their lack of storge. Maybe you lacked your family love. Maybe your father wasn't there. Your mother didn't care. Or maybe someone is no longer there and you've been longing and yearning and you confused it. And you thought that Eros would meet your need when only Agape could. Or perhaps God wants to provide you with Storge and Phileo. He wants to give you family. He wants to give you friendships. I ask you now that you respond to the love of God and his full expression. That you say, God, help me to love people the way you love. Help me, God, to love and to care for people in spite of their difficulties, in spite of what they're going through. Help me, God, to see the best in them. Lord God, help me to be patient and keep no record of wrongs. Help me to be dismissive with those things that don't matter. And help me to address them in love, just as you do with me, with those things that definitely matter. God, give me grace. Give me the ability to give people the benefit of the doubt and not be so harsh. Help me, God, like just like you did with Peter, that you give him a second chance. Oh God of second chances, help me to have that kind of love. And help me to love you the same way, Lord. Help me, God, to know that you are love and to trust you above anything else. God, thank you so much for the riches of your word. Would you continue to reveal it to us and continue to help us? Help us to see our families, Lord, and bring agape into them. That the storge that is there, perhaps some of it is struggling. That we can bring agape and begin to show them that if we just add your love, you Jesus, you God, into our family, that can turn into a powerful, incredible, undestructible force. God, that our friendships will be infused with care, tenderness, that withstands the test of time, that our marriages, Lord, 
God, our marriages would be filled with the fullness of your love. In your name we pray. Amen. Before you say goodbye, I want to ask you for this. If you are single, to never settle for just one expression of love. See, God made a man and he made a woman for a beautiful reason. He made us so that we can have love fully expressed. To create, to care for, to protect each other, to be one, to really have the full manifestation of love. It takes a godly home. Keep praying, keep having a vision, keep fighting for that. Keep asking and believing that God will give you that kind of home that will not fall apart. That kind of home that will just last generations after generations so that the world will see that there is a God and a God is love. And he dwells in your house. Amen. God bless you guys. See you guys during the week. See you Sunday. Bye.